Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. One of the goals of some evil people, not all, is to get a Christian to compromise their godly convictions. You probably come across that at work. They want to see us lower our standards. They want to help us feel by doing this, they're justified in their sinning. And what the Bible says is, darkness loves company. And they just want to say this, come and join us. The world is full of people who've minimized the power of the old flesh has over them in their lives. The second we think we're immune to sin, we're in trouble. In order to be victorious, we must put into practice the principles of God's Word. So we'll grow in the ability to make right decisions and avoid Satan's trap. His main activity is temptation, and he'll use any means necessary to detour us when we're headed in the right direction. His go-to tricks involve troubles, the lure of wealth, and our own selfish pride. Don't forget, there are two paths in life, the path of God and the path of self. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 12, for our continuing study entitled, Avoiding Disaster on the Path of Life. There is not a time in your life or mine when Satan sleeps. The Bible says he goes about like a roaring lion, looking to see who he would devour. And one of the things that sometimes we get wrong, and we see it in the office, we have people that, you know, as we're hiring people in the cafe and all this bookstore and all stuff, it's neat. One of the illusions that people have is this, oh, I just love to work in a church or Christmas place or whatever, because it's just going to be like perfect all the time. <laughs> well, in my office it is, but when you move outside to Jim's <laughs> office, <laughs> why isn't it going to be perfect? Because we're there. I'm there. There isn't any perfect place to work. We'll be tempted at work in a Christian environment just like any place else. So there isn't this kind of thing where you can just kick back and go, well, man, we're all around Christians. There'll never be any jealousy. There'll never be any gossip. There'll never be any people saying this. never be any of that. Now, every boss is going to be perfect. Never going to happen. It's just absolutely going to be a difficult time for all of us. There's the struggles in life. So we're constantly challenged. I'm amazed, to be honest, how many people I run into frequently that once walked with God. People that once read their Bible, that loved God. 
You'd see them in the services. You'd see them midweek. You'd see them in a small group. They just loved worshiping God. These were the people, some of them that I knew, that I would have said to you, they have no chance, really, of ever going back on the Lord. They're just solid, incredibly mature believers. Where are they today? Not even serving God. They're far from God. They've gotten off the path. They're not only not following God, they're following Satan. They know exactly what is right. But they've been deceived. And you and I would say, well, that couldn't ever happen to me. And we kind of joke, oh, yeah, I know it could happen to me. Ha, 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 let's go on. Next point. Why don't you stop for a minute? Yes, it could. That's Satan's only goal. For me and you. Now just stop for a moment. Don't say anything. Just think in your own mind tonight. How many people you know that fit what I just told you? Stop for a moment. Their name will come to your head. You'll think about them. You might picture them where you were, maybe in another church or whatever. You could picture their walk. Where are they? What happened? A couple things, quickly. Number one, they minimized, they minimized the power of Satan, their old flesh, and the world influence. See, if we think we become immune, we're in trouble. Almost in every service, in fact, in this service tonight, listen, there will be some of you who used to walk with God. You're here. You know what's right, but you were deceived. Somehow you got off the path. I want to tell you, you can start again. And one of the things God's been dealing with me when we meet these people, because they're all over our city, every city, we want to encourage them to come on home, not to this church, but to God. Let's begin praying about those, you know, maybe those that came to your mind tonight. Put them down. Put their name on your notes. Don't forget it. Go home. Put it in your notebook. Pray for Jane or Jim or whoever. God's brought them to your mind. They're lost. They're on the road they don't want to go to because of Satan's deception. Not only did they minimize the power of Satan, but second, they were deceived into thinking that this walk with God didn't require continued wisdom and continued discretion. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. I have it for you so you don't have to turn to it tonight. Look what it says. But solid food is for the mature, we're talking spiritually, who by constant use, what kind of use? Constant use, have trained themselves to distinguish what? Good from evil. Well, who trained them? They did. By constant use of what? The word of God. Of prayer. As we put into practice the principles of God's word, we grow in discretion. We grow in the ability to make right decisions. We don't put our hand in the, in the box of a cobra. We don't head to cross the road at night on foot. We head to the ocean. 
We make the right choices because we're growing in the things of God. You see, as we study the Word of God, we're learning to evaluate in our lives what we're doing and where we're going. How are you doing on the path? How are you doing with maturity? Are you in the Word of God? Do you really ask? Are you praying? Are neat things, again, not legalistically, but is it a, is it a part of your lifestyle? If you're doing that, you're growing, you're headed to maturity. And because of that, you're going to be able to distinguish what is good from evil. It takes time to do that. That's why it's very important for all these new Christians that come to church. They need to get in under the sound of the word in constant use. They need to make sure that they're reading their Bible for themselves. Those kind of things which are so basic to us. And yet, we get off them the same as they do. We struggle with them sometimes. And because of that, then we make this decision. We never even consulted God with it. And we go, oh, man, what did I do? Well, you did exactly what Satan wanted you to do. And he's stolen some joy. And he's removed some wisdom. And now we're headed off on a side tangent path that we wish we were never to. Next, I want to encourage you about one area. From time to time, I have to speak to you right from my heart. I mean, I always speak to you from my heart, but sometimes I have to really just focus on you. And here's what I want to say to you tonight. God never made any one of you to mature alone. And one of the greatest disasters in your Christian walk is this. Many of you, and I'll have some figures for you later, are not in any kind of small group, men's, ladies, home group, some kind of a small situation where people are holding you accountable. You're, you're trying to do this thing alone. And I know all the excuses. I'm too busy. I know them all. You know what? Let me just say this. You've heard me say it before. We find time for those things we hold valuable. I'm sure most of you ate at least once today, right? Why? Pretty valuable, Pastor Mark. That's exactly right. So there needs to be an area that you need to get plugged into. For the junior high, you have children, you have youth. You, you don't have them, you don't encourage them to come out to junior high or senior high as a parent. What is that? They need to be in that place where there's positive peer pressure. And sometimes you'll drop them off and then head off on the Wednesday night instead of coming in here. That's craziness. And then down the road, I get these calls. Hello, Pastor Mark, we're in trouble. No kidding. Why? Because you didn't have constant use. You kind of just slide down. And many people say, well, I don't have time to be involved. Well, you can be involved in lots of ways. As I said to you tonight, there's plenty of places for you to get plugged into. Find some kind of a men's group, a woman's group, a singles group. What, find some. Join, come on Wednesday night, small group. You can get, take time tonight when we leave. Some of you tonight will go right out that door, never think about meeting somebody new. And you know what I hear from you? Listen, here's what I'll hear from you. This church is unfriendly. No, just stand up and say this. I'm unfriendly. Is that right? That's your problem. Here's the other thing we hear sometimes. This church is too big. Compared to what? Would you like six people? That'd be better? 
then you get to know them, right? Oh, you wouldn't want that. Because they'll get to know you. And then we'll be down to five. That's what happens. Turn it off. We're down to four. <laughs> Get plugged in. I'm very serious. It's not about numbers, not about smoke. It's about your growth as a Christian. Now, hundreds of you, hundreds of you are involved, but hundreds of you are not. Find a way. Sign up for something as you get out of here. Do it. Now, tonight we're going to look at a couple things. But the first thing we know in Proverbs, you can turn back there, Proverbs chapter 2. The first thing we know tonight is this, that often Satan uses circumstances in our lives to get us off the path. Three areas that Satan likes to focus on. Troubles. In other words, cares in our lives. We just get too busy with circumstances. And then the lure of wealth, we get tied up with finances and the desire for things. Those kind of things and circumstances can easily uh, allure us away from God. But Satan also uses people. Now, people have a tremendous amount of influence in our lives. God designed it that way. And people are used by Satan to get us off God's path. And God wants to use people to keep us on God's path. It's exactly the opposite. But look at chapter 2 of Proverbs, verse 12. The first threat we have tonight in our lives is from evil people. And this brings our second benefit that we shared with you, the first one you had earlier. Second benefit is this, protection and power from evil and immoral people. In other words, I'll have discretion after I get wisdom, and that will help me when I come in contact with evil men and women and immoral men and women. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I never come in contact with those kind of people. Then you're in your home 24 hours a day. Let's take a look at verse 12. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse. Now, when you think of wicked men or evil people, for some of you, I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure what comes to your mind. Mass murder, child molesters, you know, Stalin, Hitler, whatever. What evil people really means is this. People who are sinners. They're walking in darkness. They're living independent from God. They're just disobedient from God. Now, Satan knows the power of peer pressure, just as God does. So he uses these kind of people, just sinners, some of them worse than others, to lure us from the paths of God. Look at verse 13. Wisdom will save from the, the ways of wicked men, men whose words are perverse, who leave the straight paths to walk in dark ways. Notice the contrast. Their path is dark and evil between the other path that God is on, which is light and right. Who leave the paths, the straight paths to walk in the dark ways. This is a picture of people whose value system is turned upside down. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Truth becomes error. Do we have any of that in our country today? Where right is wrong and 
Amazing, isn't it? We're fighting to be able to put the Ten Commandments up in our schools. And then we have kids that are killing teachers and students. And we go, something right here. No kidding. It's because what? Evil men have taken right and made it wrong and wrong and made it right. This is what we're talking about. Verse 14. Who delight in doing wrong. They're not sad about it. Remind you, if you want to do some homework, just do Romans chapter 1. Read it through. You'll see it. At the end of Romans chapter 1, it talks specifically about how these people love to do wrong and lead us into it. Who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perversiveness of evil. In other words, they take pleasure in sin and committing it themselves and then seeing other people commit it. One of the goals of some evil people, not all, is to get a Christian to compromise their godly convictions. You probably come across that at work. They want to see us lower our standards. They want to help us feel by doing this, they're justified in their sinning. And what the Bible says is, darkness loves company. And they just want to say this, come and join us. And by us lowering our standard, there's nothing more than an evil person who hates us as a Christian, nothing more they love to see than us fall. That's their goal. Because when we fall and follow them, they feel justified in what they're doing. Because now we're exactly the same. See, darkness hates light. And that's why they're against us. And that's why Satan, who is the head of darkness, comes to try to cause us to compromise in our lives. Verse 15. Whose paths are crooked who are devious in their ways. Look at the contrast. The path is crooked versus one that formerly was straight. They boast about their evil. They're devious. They're filled with perversiveness. Turn to Proverbs 8, 13. What does God think of this? What does God think of this? He's not surprised by it. He understands it. In fact, the whole book of Judges is about this kind of thing. Where religious people, people who knew God, says they stopped serving God, and every man and every woman did that which was right in their own eyes, which was always wrong. It was against God. It was Christian people who really have left God. Now in Proverbs 8.13, we see what God thinks about these kind of people and this kind of lifestyle. To fear the Lord... Is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Now, God loves the sinner, but he hates the sinful lifestyle. That's why God's holy. Now, go back to Proverbs 2. Here's something very important. God says his wisdom will protect us from the influence of evil people. How will that happen? We'll have the discernment to know when they're trying to get us deceived. We'll see it clearly. Our spiritual eyes will open. Now, I want to challenge you with a couple things. One of the things is this. Because people are evil, we can't go in a little holy huddle and remove ourselves from the world. That is not at all what God wants us to do. We've tried that in this world. That's ridiculous. We have to be among people who do evil. 
Our goal is to shine brightly so they can see this is a better lifestyle. Now, as we do this, Satan hates it. So he's out to destroy you and my witness everywhere he can. Neighborhood, driving the car, gossip, somebody gets your place at work, you were supposed to get the promotion. What are you tempted to do? Lose all Christianity and go for a man. Bitter in our heart. Well, what road have we left? We've left God's road. Where are we walking? We're walking down the same road as evil people, and we already saw what it's like. It's crooked, it's perverse, and it's dark. And then we wonder why we lost the joy. It's because we didn't understand temptation, and we blew it and fell to it. Now, the next threat is immoral people. Look at Proverbs 2.16. Let me just say this. In a few weeks, I'm going to be talking more about um, sexuality and marriage and adultery. I'm going to do a couple things on marriage and singleness and sexuality and so forth. So I'm just going to do a cursory look at this tonight. In fact, chapters 5, 6, and 7 are all about this in detail. Obviously, I can't chapter do all of that tonight. So I'm just going to give you a little cursory overview. Let's look at verse 16. It, what is it? Wisdom, discretion that comes from God, comes from holy living, will save you from the adulteress. By the way, that's any man or woman who wants to lure us into any kind of immoral activity. Any kind. Well, God's wisdom will save me from the adulteress, from the wayward wife with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. You can just put he in there and just reverse it. It applies both ways. For her house leads down to death and her past to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Now, God made us sexual beings. Our sexual drive is very powerful. He designed sexuality to be good, exciting, but only with his protective guidelines. Now, notice men in verse 16. Here is an area that we have to be very careful Notice, from the wayward wife with her, what kind of words? Seductive words. All of us out here as men, women know what words to use on us. Oh, you big hunk of a man. <laughs> You're so handsome. I feel so safe when I'm with you. We hear those things, and what happens to men is this. Our testosterone puts our ego out front. Our brains go in neutral. Not only that, but our brains become jello, and we're lost. Pastor Mark delivered some good news and some bad news today. Let's talk about the bad news first. Satan makes sin look good and very tempting. It's one of his main activities in our lives. The good news is when properly prepared, we're equipped to handle anything he throws at us. Remember, wisdom yields discretion. Discretion gives protection, power, and direction on the path of life, enabling us to do it right. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. 
Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Make sure to join us next time when Pastor Mark shares biblical insight on what we can expect when we're unprepared to properly handle this journey called life. For every pro, there's a con, and when we willingly choose to live life our way, the wrong way, we've stepped out of God's will and fallen into Satan's trap. Be sure and tune in to find out what the consequence is for making this kind of decision. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Let us hear your lessons.